Phyllis for the Three Tables podcast. I am your host. I don't know if you know me or not, but I'm kind of a big deal around here. Not really, but you know, just saying. Tonight we have two very special guests joining us for a little bit of a testimony. I say little, but really in the eyes of me anyway. I hope it touches many and it's great and awesome. So let's dive right into it, shall we? Why, hello there, ladies. How are you tonight? Good. Hey, Phyllis. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. I'm glad you guys joined me tonight. I'm excited to hear what the Lord says and what he brings to the table tonight. We're excited to be here. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, I'm excited. Thank you for having us. Thank you for coming on. You guys want to dive right into your testimony? Yes. Not so little testimony. I don't want to <laughs> say lot, not so little testimony because it's a pretty big one in my eyes, I believe. Life and death. Yep. Uh, well, when Phyllis asked me to come on the podcast, if I had anything to share, we just got back from a flight from Arizona and I said, well, I don't got really nothing to share, but I got a testimony. And she said, perfect. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Sarah Davis Williams. This is my daughter, Jamie. Say hi, Jamie. Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were in Arizona actually uh, packing up a storage because we're like permanently now. That was our official permanent to Virginia. Virginia. And um, on our way back, from Arizona, get on the flight, we had a red eye. And uh, for those of you who maybe have never been out west or to Arizona, they have things called uh, a dust storm. Or a monsoon. A monsoon or a haboob, they're called. A haboob. A haboob, yes. This one was a haboob. Mm-hmm. And um, if you ever watched the movie The Mummy, though, and that one scene that's really scary, the dust storm that's a dust storm. That's that's a haboob. A that's a haboob. And we have known about them because we have lived through some there in Arizona. And uh, now they have these warnings that come to your phone, these alerts, an alarm goes off. So you can take shelter uh, if one is starting up or going to uh, come. So we just scanned our ticket and we're walking on the gangway onto the plane. And everybody's cell phone starts, the alarm starts buzzing. So you hear this buzz. And I looked at the phone and it says, uh, take shelter immediately, get off roads, pull over, pull over, get to safety. And I'm thinking, well, obviously, you know, the airport would be getting this too. So they must have it under control. The pilot, they must know that, you know, maybe we're going to take off before this even hits because we were boarding. Now looking back, I should have just walked off the plane. Um, You know, when you get that gut feeling, follow it. That's the Holy Spirit prompting you, you know, the, the, the alarm going off. If that wasn't a good enough warning, I don't know what was. Oh yeah, definitely. So anyways, um, we continue to walk the gangway. We're looking for our seats. We seize our seat number and there's this uh, lovely lady on the, the window seat. And I only said hello, but as soon as I seen her and we're sitting down, I just felt uh, we're supposed to sit next to her. 
We're meant to be here. Yeah, we're supposed to sit next to her. And we decided to smile and said hello. We never talked or anything. I just had this this feeling that that's who we're supposed to sit next to. And I and I didn't know why at the time. I was soon to find out. So we takes off and everything seems to be normal. And Jamie, how long would you think? Twenty minutes. Do you think it was that 15, long? 15, 20 minutes we were yeah. on the plane. Like we were settled. It was well, yeah, it, it, straight, it took off. You know, yeah. It took off. Yep. And then we hits it dead on and I've been in bad turbulence before we fly all the time for years I've been in turbulence cross country storms like but I had never experienced anything like this alarm started going off in the plane and it started nosediving it was going down if you've ever seen like the movies where they go like mayday mayday it was we were going down it was horrifying and it was quick and uh, so we were bracing me, for impact. Me and my daughter's holding hands really, really tight and like kind of just holding on and we're going down and just, and everyone in the plane started screaming, just like out loud, just screaming in terror. And me and the lady, I told you, uh, our immediate just, you know, went into prayer. I started praying and she started praying. We're the only two on the plane that were praying soon as we both started praying everyone stopped screaming and just looked and they just all eyes on them the whole plane because i got like looked over everyone at the front was turned around looking at us everyone from the everyone back. In the back was looking nobody at us joined nobody no one even, joined like, it went quiet but it went quiet whatever it was like, they're doing uh-huh. i'm gonna start doing Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they didn't join. Just, they just their eyes. They went from screaming to eyes wide open, just watching. And uh, it was a calm. But here. the the lady was um, is praying in another language. At the time, I thought it was her, you know, her prayer language, which I I guess it was. And uh, but my prayer was different than my usual prayer. And Phyllis, it wasn't like I had time to think about it. Like I'm, like I thought I was going to do this. There was no time to think about anything. The only thing you could think about is th- this is it. This we're going home. That's this is it. Like yes. brace for impact. If we're hopefully praying to God, we'll make it through. If we yes. go down, but my prayer wasn't even like Lord save us. It, it was, was gratitude. It it was just immediate praise. Praise. I started worshiping Him. And uh, just an adoration prayer. And I don't even know. It just clicked in. That was it. And uh, anyways, to, to make a, a long story short, we started, we, we came back and straightened out. And then there was a couple times it went back into it. Me and this lady prayed for a long time. Like, even though when the plane came normal, we just kept praying. We didn't I... stop. Jamie was hysterical. I was having a full-on <laughs> anxiety attack. Like, yeah. an at, like, no, like, a therapist Jamie would look at it and go, ready. like, this is an anxiety attack. I needed a brown paper bag to breathe through. It was horrifying. Jamie was having a little bit of a panic attack. <laughs> I couldn't breathe. So the then time. after, when I stopped praying, I tried to calm her. And I was like, okay, Jamie, we're okay now. It's okay. You can you can calm down now. But she, it was, she like, you know, we get to that point and you can't calm down. Yeah. She was at that point. I'm like, it's okay, Jamie. And then she got mad at me. Do you remember? <laughs> then she started turning. Do you remember what you said? I said, why aren't you upset? What's wrong with you? <laughs> why, why are you so peaceful? We just almost nosedived to the floor. This is terrible. Yeah, she got mad at me. She said, why aren't you upset? Yeah, I blasted her in the middle of the And morning. I said, uh, I would tell you, but I think you'd be mad at me. And then she was like, no, tell me, tell me. 
And I said, well, for a second there, I thought we was about to meet Jesus because I really did. And I was excited. She was right. I was very mad, <laughs> very aggravated. And uh, and then she was like, no, it wasn't her time. You know, granddad, baby, I have a son. Uh, you know, she was thinking about her brother. And uh, I, I looked and said, the storage is going to get there and we're not going to yes, be there. Because we went there to have the store, like move professional movers come. And she was like, the storage was getting home. I was like, oh, my gosh, the storage officially has killed me. Uh, but anyways, it was like the last 60 seconds of my life before my eyes. But when but I before, think back but at it, after, wait a, after you calmed down and, and everything was settled, Jamie, this is my question to you. Did it change your perspective the way your mom was thinking? It changed in honesty. It changed my perspective on life. Like not in like, yes, having a piece about where we're going, like don't doubt that God ain't there but we ain't promised tomorrow we don't know what tomorrow holds i don't know what's going to happen in 10 minutes let alone tomorrow we was fine 20 minutes on a plane then we was nosediving and Mm -hmm. it was terrifying but it also puts you in the perspective of repent you know we don't know what's going to happen we don't know what what is like i said it's going to happen in 10 minutes and if you're doing something that you know is wrong or or living in sin change you know because you have you yes you can have relationship with god but you also have to repent to go see the father and all i could think of is like it made me sad for the people who didn't know jesus on the plane because i knew where i was going you know good or bad whether i wanted to or not at the time i knew i was gonna end up in heaven but yeah not everyone on that plane might have not knew Jesus mm-hmm. or might have not yeah. knew his, his son and, and how he died on a cross for our sins and had the chance. Mm-hmm. And we take, cause I grew up in a Christian home. I grew up with a Bible by the bed every night. I grew up and I'm blessed enough to say that I had a, a prayer warrior of a mom my whole life. I, there hasn't been, you know, a day I haven't heard Jesus's name in the house. Some people haven't had that, and we neglect to appreciate how blessed beyond measure we are to know that. And it's so sad for people who don't. So it prompts you more to tell it about more Jesus for evangelism. Yeah, you know, to, like and to have that tell everybody. Like that lady you were you were talking to, she was a foreigner. Mm-hmm. She might not have had that freedom in her country. No, mm-hmm. it yeah. truly is, and like. I, you know, great. I want all my friends to go to heaven. I want all my family to go to heaven, but I don't want just that. I want everybody to go to heaven. I don't want once because mm-hmm. read revelation. That's, it's a very good book and it's a book to get blessed by. That's scary. You know, that mm-hmm. not everyone knows the son of God and some people think he's not real. And I don't understand because personally, I don't understand because I've, personally witnessed his goodness and felt his goodness and you know it's how could you not believe mm-hmm. yeah no that's true that's good and just having that peace that supernatural peace that blessed assurance that we have that we when we know christ we know where we're going so really mm-hmm. You know, whether we live or die, both is is a gain. 
when we have Jesus, when we got Jesus in the boat, when we got Jesus on the plane, you know, there was plenty of storms that um, the disciples went through, but they got to the other side. They made it because they had Jesus with him. And we have Jesus. We had Jesus, not just on that plane with us. He's his spirit is inside of us. We carry him, him everywhere. And I just, it just learning to tap into it in those moments. It's a supernatural piece in myself. I would have been the, the, the loudest one screaming from the, from the top of my lungs. But when you tap into that Holy spirit, it, it, it hits, it hits different. And, uh, when we, when we land, uh, Jamie finally calmed down and she looked over to the beautiful lady to the right. And, uh, she said, it was your prayer that this, this plane landed, she said. And I'm thinking, well, I guess my prayer did nothing (laughs) for my daughter, but, uh, so I had to ask the lady, I said, uh, what language was you praying in? And she said, um, I'm from a, a small village in Africa and that I was um, praying in Swahili. And it was beautiful. It really was. And yeah. um, it was a peaceful prayer. It was. And she had, uh, she said, before I got on this plane yesterday, last night, I had a dream. And I called my brother because I didn't understand it. And the dream was that uh, she was at, she went to, a, she was at a mountain and the mountain kept shaking. And when she touched the mountain, it would stop. But when she took her hand off the mountain, it would start shaking again. And now that she knows what the dream was, it was the plane. And the woman prayed the whole time. Like when she stopped, it was like, and we weren't praying. Like it wasn't praying quiet. No, it was like a loud Pentecostal screaming. It was a. It was like a loud prayer. And uh, you were saying you was praising. Was there certain praises that you was doing? And in the back of your head that you immediately went to that, you know, was just a knee jerk reaction that the Holy it was, Spirit like it was just to. continuous. You're so good, Father. You are Thank so you, good. Jesus. You've been so good. You've uh You're always so good. Thank yes. you, Lord. I praise your name forever. You are so worthy to be praised. It was just like it was just like an adoration, praise, prayer. And uh, one thing that I observed is when you're going through a storm, whether it be like actual, like a haboob or, or a different spiritual. storm in life and spiritual, all eyes are on you. And, and they're looking for your next move. And they're either going to see you praising through the storm. Or like me, panicking. Or falling apart. And which one are you going to choose? Because it's a choice. You can do both. To your credit, Jamie, I probably would have been you. <laughs> lucky lady too. <laughs> Yeah, she's praising them, panicking. You know, there's there's two, there's a difference between praise and panic. And we've been taught both. But at the end of the day, God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And choose praise every mm-hmm. single time. Yep. You know what I'm going to say? And I, I haven't brought this up before, but you bring it up earlier. When Jesus was in the boat and he was asleep and there was a storm. Now, these were well-seasoned fishermen that had been yeah. in storms. Mm-hmm. And yet they were afraid. Yeah. And yeah. you met, you know, your storm head on rather than, you know, being afraid. And that yeah. says yeah. something about, you know, what fruit you bear and where you're at with the walk, your walk with the Lord. So that was yeah. amazing to me. Well, it, uh, when I was talking um, to Phyllis the other night, it, it reminded me of something. 
uh, a prayer. And I, I actually uh, remembered a prayer that a pastor prayed over me. Um, it was in 2020, actually. And uh, he prayed over me. No one ever prayed this over me before. And he prayed um, that I would, I would not have uh, premature, death. premature death. And he rebuked that off my life. And he prayed me for a long, satisfied life. And I got thinking about that after the fact. And I remembered that was a word spoke over me. And it was a prophetic word for me to hold on to. And it came to pass. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got to remember to pray that over ourselves, over our children, over our loved ones. Psalm 91. Yep. And um, it, it also reminded me, to there's a part B to this testimony. That was the first part. Well, I remember when we got in and I looked on uh, Snapchat. And do you remember the picture of the girls' camp? And it was destroyed. Oh, yes. Like, when we got in, that same storm we're telling you about, it done damage it done. in Arizona. Like uh, it, it took, not being it took like roofs when off. We say this, like and, it ripped roofs off, mm -hmm. flipped cars. Like it was. It was a bad, bad. one. It was yeah. a bad one. But um, the the part two of this testimony is the next day when we get home to Virginia. The next day, I uh, goes to a furniture store, and I meets this furniture salesman. And he it, and I starts talking to him. I starts telling about what happened. I starts we starts talking about Jesus. He's where he 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 knows of Jesus let's say and um he was Muslim and I don't know if you've ever tried to evangelize to a Muslim person but it's it's not easy but this gentleman was ready he might not have known it but the Holy Spirit had been working on him for weeks and months prior to my interaction and what's funny is before it happened I had been talking to the Lord and saying Lord, I haven't had any divine encounters lately. Am I missing the opportunities? Because it's been a while. And uh, then, then I met him. And it was the right time, the right place, and the right person. And it just lined up perfectly. And uh, we talked for a long time. Uh, different things he had been through was just amazing. And uh, he actually had been listening to a, a Christian pastor on the radio. And uh, liked a lot of things that he had to say. But he was like, uh, I respect Jesus, he told me, but I do not believe Jesus was the son of God. And I said, well, that's mm -hmm. kind of you like, that's a big one. <laughs> you have to. And I starts quoting him scripture. And one of the, the scripture that I quoted him was um, when Jesus and the disciples were having a conversation and he asked them, who do you say that I am? And some of the disciples said different things. And then Simon Peter spoke up and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And he, and Jesus responded and said, Simon Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father in heaven. So Simon Peter got like one of the first prophetic words from the Holy Spirit straight from, uh, from, from God, because that's what he said. The Father in heaven has revealed this to you. And uh, when, I, when I'm telling him the story, he said, the Bible says that? Where is that at? And I said, and then I quoted him some other scriptures. And I said, listen, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go get you a Bible. I'm going to highlight, so you don't got to take my word for it, every scripture that we've talked about and mark it. And I'll bring it back. 
And he said, you'll do that for me? And I said, yes, I will. So I leave there and I goes immediately to buy the Bible. And I was going to bring it right back. But then I said, no, I'm going to wait a few days and pray over this Bible. And I prayed over the Bible a few days and laid hands on it and went and brought it to him. And uh, he was so blessed that he did. I said, I marked every place that we talked about. And I put an invite to my church in there. And um, I know that I know that I know that that was in a di- divine encounter, that I had that testimony to tell him, like what I had been through the day, the, the day before. God has it all, all lined up. And um, when I was talking to Phyllis the other day, I was telling her how it reminded me of when Paul was uh, about to go he went before the high council and then there was these plots to kill him and uh, he was going through a really tough time. And then the Lord appeared to him and he said, be encouraged, Paul, because just as you as you've been a witness to me here in Jerusalem, you must preach the good news in Rome as well. Now, he was just about he was just there was going to be this plot to kill him right after that. And then even after that, he went through a storm where he was shipwrecked that the boat was lost, but Mm -hmm. he knew that he had to get to Rome because the Lord told him, you ain't going down here. You're not going down in that ship because you haven't got to Rome yet to preach that gospel. And when we was on that plane, I knew that I knew that I had somewhere to go because I wasn't done preaching the good word of Jesus Christ. Amen. She had to get to Rome. Yeah, to get to that rock part. Manassas on was your, my realm. <laughs> uh, on your, Not on your everybody. First part, but did it did anybody comment as you was praying and as you was praising? No. No. They just the looked. Or even was, afterwards. They were, it was a plane. silence. It was complete silence. And have you ever seen someone with their eyes wide open and their mouth mm-hmm. open? That's what they was looking at, like in amazement but let me tell you when we landed the celebration on that plane oh, we was dancing i was <laughs> not us the whole plane oh, well i was praising god myself yeah. I, at that point you know she stopped praising and i started praising <laughs> so it was a king david moment i was like thank you jesus I'm getting for even the unbelievers freedom yeah yep yep dancing off the plane but you know Absolutely. sometimes uh all the time even unbelievers when they come that close, everybody mm-hmm. is a believer, and, and and there's one person they're crying out to. That's Amen. another thing I always see all the time that don't cry out to God when you're just in the storm, but cry out to him before the storm, during the storm, and after the storm when the rainbow comes. Amen. Because, 100%. you know, yeah, he's going to be there in the storm, but we need him all the time. We need them every day, 365 days a year, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. There's not a moment we can't do nothing without God. Because when we do a moment without God, we go back to our fleshly. Familiar. Yeah, fleshly, familiar. familiar, And that that familiar. And it's very easy to jump back to the old ways. Because when you're born again, you're a new thing in Christ. You act in a new way, a new mindset. You have a new personality. Like if, a new, it's like an old skin you can jump, exactly. jump back into very easily. And, and when it's you get saved, hard to it's stay away from it if you're out of your word and out of the ways of God and out of your prayer life and out of your worship because you can jump back and instead of praise, you can go to panic mm-hmm. and then you lose your peace. Well, it's a, it's, 
it's the process of sanctification mm-hmm. and that continues until we're face to face with the savior exactly. on the other side that never ends we're always learning we're always growing we it's never like there's a place where we've arrived and no. uh but he is so good his mercy is new every morning his loving kindness in that flesh every day is exactly. the battle yep yep it is and you know you can be saved and that's great but you ain't we're you're not done with your walk just because you said yes that's just the beginning yes that's the beginning you have to season yourself and read his word and prepare and be ready because like i said you don't know what tomorrow holds you don't Mm. you don't know and you know you gotta get to rome (laughs) you gotta you gotta prepare for the people that are at rome go ahead i'm sorry if god's sending you somewhere you got to be prepared for the places he's bringing you to. Mm-hmm. You can't just go unprepared and not ready because he's sending you there with a reason. There's a reason behind every season and thing he brings you to. Oh, that was good. What you just said. That was good, Jamie, because maybe um, going back to Paul, maybe he needed to go through those things before he got to Rome. Exactly. He wasn't ready for Rome yet. No, he was getting there and the, and the good Lord gave him that word to hold on to. Because he knew he was going to go through every one of those storms, mm-hmm. every every one of those. Uh, he was warned. The jail. Told, You're and... going to go to jail and everything. And yes. Some some people believe that's where we got the armor of God from, is because he was chained yes. and shackled to these Roman exactly. soldiers, mm-hmm. and he took the things that he had in front of him, and look what we got from it. We got a full oh, armor wow. of God we can put on every day. And yep. that we can, you know, put on every day to go into battle because that's what it's like. It is like a David and Goliath where you, the first mm-hmm. thing you hear in the morning is the enemy. And the thing that you, last thing you hear at the end of the day is the enemy as well. And you have yeah. to continuously fight that battle. But when you guys told me both of your stories the other day, it brought a little tiny Psalms to mind. And it's very simple because it, it, it went from like Jamie to you and it was, like like the lord was speaking and i hate saying that phrase because it's like i'm speaking for the lord and i don't like that it feels blasphemous to me (laughs) but um why are you downcast oh my soul put your hope in god for i will yet praise him my savior and my god so it was like a jump from jamie and her fear Mm -hmm. to you Mm -hmm. and your faith and your praise yeah yeah and that's what it brought me to i love that song that is a good song that was good. But everything but it, you guys said was amazing. And I truly do believe this, that there's a reason behind everything we go through and how we use it is either how God intended it to be used or how our flesh intended it to be used. And we can play 100%. poor thing and walk in panic like I did. You can walk in praise and peace and know where you're going. But at the end of the day, Paul got to Rome. And you got to mm-hmm. hold on to that promise that you're going to get to Rome and you're going to get to Rome prepared with everything that God, not God's put you through, but that you've been through. God knew that you were going to go through it, but you were going through it. He got you through it. If that makes sense, you were put in it to get through, yeah. to tell people. And then he'll use it. And then he'll use it. And that's a really ha ha in the enemy's face. Like, oh, you thought you my yeah. plane was coming down. 
well, look at me now. I'm on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being here. I feel honored to have this here. But look what he did. He did. He was shackled and chained to a Roman soldier. And look what he look what the enemy meant for bad. He turned around and gave us armor. Mm-hmm. That's right. And it was like, oh snap. Oh no. Well, that's how I feel about that's if I was the enemy, I'd be like, oh no, this is not gonna end well for me. Exactly. From panic to podcast. That was good Take that. Panic to podcast. <laughs> that might be it. Panic to podcast. I love it. And the haboob itself is scary enough. It's something out of a movie like The Mummy that even if you, especially if you experience outside, everything goes silent like a movie, like a scary movie. And then all yeah. of a sudden a panic ensues. So yeah. for you to go through that on an airplane is even scarier. You guys did wonderful. Thank you for sharing your testimony with me tonight. Thank you so much for having us on. It was an honor. We love you. And we're excited for um, greater things coming with the three tables. Truthfully, yes. Me Can't too. wait to see keep where it, God takes me in this. prayer with it. Yes. Always. Like, it's not the only thing that I honestly can honestly say with my whole heart that I've yielded and put before. It's not a tug of war with the Lord. It's here it is. Because... I don't, it's one of those things where I don't know what I'm doing and he has to season me to prepare me for what's to come. Yeah. Well, he will. And I think you're doing great. And, you know, before we uh, finish off, I just feel like um, if there's someone listening that they, they want to have that blessed assurance, they want to have access to that supernatural peace that no matter, even in the storm, that they, they can cry out and uh, they and they can know where they're going. It's just a simple prayer. That's how it starts. Like Jamie said, that's the starting point. But if you just start with this simple prayer, it could be the first day of the rest of your life. If it's okay, Phyllis, I'd like to uh, lead everyone who's listening, who would like to, who doesn't know Jesus as their savior to their savior. Absolutely. Go ahead. Just re- it's just going to be just a simple prayer. And all you have to do is just repeat after me. Say, Father God, I can't do this on my own anymore. Come into my life. Come into my heart. I want to live for you from this day forward. Father, I believe that your son, Jesus Christ, died for my sins and was raised again. Three days later. Lord, I surrender to you right now. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. If you just prayed that prayer, reach out. Phyllis is going to share her uh, email with you in just a second. Reach out to Phyllis. Get with us. I want to send you a Bible personally. She'll, she'll find out the addresses, give her your name and address. If you need a Bible or you want to give someone a Bible, reach out to, to the email let, and let us know. We want to know. Phyllis, what's the uh, email? It's uh, thetheretablespodcast at gmail.com. Perfect. That's easy. And it's for <laughs> prayer requests, if it's for a question for people to be on, for, like you said, Bibles or someone that you want, feel like you need to be led to the Lord. Absolutely. 
And if you want to reach out to me directly or to Sarah or Jamie, um, I'll give you their information. Sounds great. I have a whole uh, closet of Bibles and they're looking for a home. (laughs) I have 12 personal ones in my room. (laughs) I pray pray they find homes. I pray this podcast right here empties that closet right now in Jesus' mighty name. I believe it. I love it. Please reach out. I have no room. Storage. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Phyllis, for having us on. We enjoyed it. We love you. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. And remember, like I said with the ladies, you can email me at the three tables podcast at gmail.com for any special requests, questions. Um, you want to reach out and be on here, share your testimony, let me know. Give big props to my one and only sponsor, the big guy in the sky, JC. Thank you and praise you tonight for all that you've done. Stay tuned, keep listening, and be blessed.